Everyday, ordinary people living extraordinary lives. For the next few minutes, join me as I introduce you to some of them. Jazz is the root, and everything else are the branches. So, um, so I wanted to include all different types of branches. I'm B. Moore, and welcome to 52 Conversations. My next guest is a Grammy Award-winning trumpeter who is well-known in the worlds of both jazz and hip-hop. My name is Nabate Owls. I'm a a Grammy Award-winning trumpeter and composer, and I'm celebrating the release of Eclectic Excursions, my debut album, which was released on Friday. So you can pick it up on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, etc., etc. It's all available digitally as well as CDs. Wonderful. And welcome to 52 Conversations, Nabate. I'm honored to have you as my guest. And, you know, I, I want to start out by talking about your background and your past. You grew up in New York City. And I want to ask you, how did you discover music? And in particular, how did you become interested in playing the trumpet? Um, well, I discovered music, uh, I grew up in Queens, New York, and I uh, discovered music, uh, pretty much I, w- I went to the home school of the arts, I uh, started on guitar at eight years old, but at the same time, uh, in the fall of that, in that fall, I um, wanted to join the band as well in my elementary school, so there was um, an instrument that I wanted to play named the bassoon, uh, because no one else was playing that instrument, they didn't have it, so they only had a trumpet left so my band director uh mr artie miller who is a great musician himself jazz musician himself and i kept in touch with him years after uh uh graduating from elementary school uh, he said he had a trumpet left and i and i took the trumpet and and i wasn't really uh, into music really at first i wanted to play sports um and everything but then uh, when I was 12, around 12 years old, I uh, played with the great John Faddis, who became a mentor of mine during my high school years, and uh, he had me play in front of my junior high school and improvise, and that was such a great feeling, and I, and I knew right then and there that I wanted to, to uh, pursue music. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you attended a performing arts high school. Yes, yes, LaGuardia High School of Music and Art, which uh, which merged performing arts, which fame took place. The show fame in the late seventies, early eighties uh, took place at that uh, at that location of performing arts, and then there was music and art, which was up in Harlem, and they both combined those schools um, to become LaGuardia in the mid eighties. So, so I attended LaGuardia Music and Art Performing Arts. I see. And so, you know, I, I know from experience, because I went to a performing arts high school myself, and I know that that's a special environment to, to be in. So how did that help shape you, in, you know, in terms of your artistry? Uh, it helped shape me uh, to be around the talent, uh, around a lot of talent, and also a lot of uh, cultural diversity, too, as well. Uh, LaGuardia, it was a school that, that had um, students from all five boroughs in New York City, and, and all races, cultures, uh, creeds, nationalities, everything. So it was great to be around a lot of uh, such a cultural atmosphere and such a diverse atmosphere. And artistically, it was great because there were some students that were as serious as I was. So I really 
um, got inspired to get better as a musician by being around those the, the best musicians there um, and and the best artists in general to see what their approach was to, to how they uh, became what they became. Uh, so I, I made sure I, I was around a lot of the older musicians as well as uh, made sure that I I um, observed what they were doing, how they, their approach, and and they uh, gave you know gave me guidance and and also yeah, so it was a competitive atmosphere definitely, and I, that helped me as well. Um, be the best that I could be and, and improve as quickly as I could. No, that's great. That's great. And then you went on to attend Eastman and come back. Uh, you came back after attending Eastman and went back to uh, NYU. Yes, I attended the Eastman School of Music, one of the great conservatories in the country. Um, and that was a great experience uh, being around those exemplary musicians, uh, classical and jazz. It was mostly a classical program, but when I came in, it was the first year of the jazz and contemporary media program, uh, JCM. So uh, that was um, a great, it was an honor to be one of the, the first undergrad class. It was a, mat, it was a graduate uh, program, but then it became undergraduate as well. And I had the honor to join, uh, to, to join that circle and and Eastman, you know, that was even more inspiring because you had musicians that were pretty much good enough to be already good enough to be in symphonic orchestras and everything like that. So it was just great to be around them and 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 just gain that knowledge. And then I went to New York University for my master's, um, and that's when I uh, got more into music technology. Um, also, uh, I got more into composition. Really started to write a lot uh even even though i did write a lot of east at eastman but but at nyu i really started to get my compositions played around the city and everything like that and, and to lead groups and 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 uh have ensembles that was leading and have my pieces being performed so uh yeah nyu was great from that standpoint and then also the film school meeting a lot of filmmakers and and getting into film scoring as well like scoring a lot of shorts so uh, yeah, so it was just wonderful to to come back to New York, be able to complete my master's, and, and it was wonderful to, to gain such a such a uh, I would say like a foundation from the standpoint of being a consistent, being um, being someone that like as a musician, making sure that I'm consistent at a high level and doing those things, doing the right things to be able to get to that high level. So, uh, yeah, those two, uh, those six years of my education was, overall was, was excellent. Excellent, excellent. So, Nabadi, you have a, a, a love for both jazz and hip-hop. And I want to ask you, you know, how have you been able to, to reconcile these two styles into your own sound? Yeah, well, um, I think it's it's kind of uh, it's it's relative actually because uh, hip hop is a branch, jazz is the root. So all of American music comes from the root of jazz. Uh, everything, all American music, even rock, rock, country, uh, jazz and blues actually comes from jazz and blues. So rock and country and hip hop and R and B and funk and everything comes from that root of jazz. So so it's it's actually it, it's it's a mesh because it's a, it's a rhythmic mesh. It's a it's a soulful mesh. It's like 
that that type of uh, uh, it, it links together those two styles. So, um, but it but it's you know hip hop growing up. I mean, I grew up in the golden age of hip hop. I grew up in you know like throughout the late eighties and nineties. That's where the golden age was, and that's where there was so many prolific MCs and so many prolific uh, producers. But also, to uh, the samples that were being used were jazz samples. Were all jazz samples like through from Blue Note Records or CTI Records or Impulse, you know, all those labels, Atlantic, you know, so all those samples were being used so beautifully, and that that gave uh, hip-hop at that time such an organic sound, so you have that mess right there, and it helped me learn more about the music, too, because I would find out, oh, what sample is that, and I would try to, to find find the song where it came from. So, uh, so yeah, so definitely it's such a, it's such a healthy mix, and and that mix is, is indicative. Um, of my one of my singles called "Laid Back," that features Elsi, one of the great MCs, uh, underrated MC, tremendous MC from Detroit, and he uh, was featured on it as well as Jordan, a singer from Canada. But I wanted to to have that. Um, have that dynamic and then and uh, yeah so and it was actually originally a beat and then I had live musicians uh, uh, recreate it and everything so uh, so it's just it was a nice marriage for sure let me ask you now because you're I mean you grew up in New York City and now you're, you're a working musician in New York City what are some of the essentials for being a working musician living in New York City and making it in the Big Apple uh, you have to find your niche. Uh, first of all, you have to find your niche and be able to, to have your own voice, cultivate your own voice so you can be able to have people hear your music. But at the same time, though, you have to be able to play all styles of music. You have to be proficient on your instrument. That's very important. But at the same time, too, you must get into, as I mentioned earlier, composition and, and creating your own music and trying to get that out there as well. So you want to be able to, to play in any type of circle, but also, as well, you want to be able to have your music be be uh, in the forefront for people to, to hear and the people to internalize it for people to know your story. So, so yeah, so it's important just to find your niche and, and be able to, to cre- create, like, an identity so you can be able to separate yourself from the thousands of musicians that are here. Certainly, certainly. You know, one of the, um, you, you mentioned as, as you introduced yourself that you're a Grammy award-winning artist and that, uh, that project with uh, Kristen McBride's big band, uh, that had to be quite an honor, you know. Uh, what's it like being uh, part of such a successful ensemble? Oh, it's it's such a tremendous honor uh, being a part of both Grammy award-winning records, bringing it and the good feeling um, such such an honor uh, overall to, to be around such exemplary musicians and to be around a legend like Christian McBride. He's already a legend. Uh, he's you know he can play anything on the instrument. Just hearing him play, he ceases to amaze me. Uh, every solo he plays is just like this is magnificent. And I try to. That's what I aspire to do. I want to be able to to play to get better and better each solo and to play something that that that. You know that that marvels people. That's what I aim to do. Uh, so I have work to do that. But but Christian McBride is just amazing with the level of musicianship of him and the entire ensemble. Sure, certainly, certainly. And you have gone on to do some solo projects yourself. 
Um, tell us a little bit about your new release, Eclectic Excursions. Eclectic Excursions, yes, yes, sir. Um, it, yes, it came out on Friday, uh, July twentieth, um, and it's it's a project that it, it's dear to me because I wanted to create an album that had that that pretty much would have the listener go on a journey, and a journey uh, that that. Uh, that exhibited different styles of music, but within the foundation of jazz. As mentioned earlier, jazz is the root, and everything else are the branches. So, um, so I wanted to include all different types of branches that exemplifies the root. Um, and and Quincy Jones is a major influence on me, and I felt like my album, like I've always been, I've loved his album, The Dude, Body Heat. Uh, walking in space, back on the block, which I grew up on, and I wanted to create an album like that to scope, um, uh, to have the scope of those different genres, different different um, like cousins within the jazz family, and then um, also have different musicians. I had twenty five musicians on the project, and I wanted to, and, and these, and most of the musicians, I would say like ninety percent of musicians. I've worked with for a long period of time. The other ten percent, I've admired and 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 wanted to work with them. So um, I wanted to get their different voices and, and the voices that I've admired and loved, and wanted to get them to be a part of telling the story um, for eclectic excursions. I see. I see. Now you mentioned, you know, uh, Quincy Jones as a as a musical influence, and you mentioned John Thaddeus. As yes, a, John Faddis was a was a mentor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who else has um, influenced your 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 playing and, and styles in terms of uh, you know either uh, either composers or or trumpeters? Um. Well, composers. I mean, Wayne Shorter for sure because his music definitely absolutely tells a story. Stevie Wonder always. Um, influenced Donny Hathaway and influenced too, uh, of course, as mentioned, Quincy Jones, Louis Armstrong, uh, Freddie Hubbard, uh, Lee Morgan, uh, you know, all the Oliver Nelson, another great composer that's such an influence, um, Nas, uh, as, 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 as a, as a lyricist, um, and everything, Erica Badu as an artist and, and songwriter as well. So I have like, just so many different. Oh, and then from the classical world, uh, Albert Baird, which one of the songs on my album, I took uh, the opening of Wozzeck and made an arrangement of that and made it more, gave it more of a funk type of uh, uh, energy to it. And um, so Albert Baird and, and Igor Stravinsky and uh, Sergei Rachmaninoff, like also two are influences as composers and then film composers like Bernard Harmon uh, is my favorite film composer and, and James Newton Howard um, and you know uh, oh and of course going back to Quincy Jones film composer Henry Mancini great film composer and, and composer in general Burt Bacharach as well such an influence his writing so I could go on and on just um, I've been blessed to have so many parts of my journey uh, so many chapters in my journey where I've been influenced by certain great musicians at a particular time musicians and composers at a particular time so uh, yes and of course Miles Miles Davis of course because he just he's the ultimate eclectic excursion his career uh, when you look at the the just the evolution of him as a musician and an artist and another person one more person I've been mentioned as not just a great educator and mentor but also one of the most 
uh, most un- underrated uh, uh, major influences in the music of jazz and funk and soul, and that's uh, Dr. Donald Byrd as mm-hmm. well. So, right. uh, yeah, I'm sure I need so many, but but <laughs> those are those are the uh, those are the greats that have really um, paved the way for me. No, that's great. That's great. And, you know, I was just fascinated listening to you as you were talking about the artists that have influenced you and the diversity of artists, you know, from the classical, from the hip-hop, from the jazz idioms. All of them uh, have, have, have been influential uh, to you, and that's great. That's great. For those of you who are joining us, this is 52 Conversations. I'm your host, B. Moore, and my guest today is Nabate Isles. He's a trumpeter. And he has a new release that we're discussing today. Um, Let me ask you, so, you know, looking, you know, futuristically, what would you like to do? Would you want to perform more? Would you want to write more film scores? What are the things that you're, you're setting your sights for, Nabati? I'm looking. Yeah, I'm just looking to produce more, more projects, more albums, and and to perform and and, and compose and be able to to compose my music and and work and collaborate with with many different artists from different genres. That's what I want to do. I want to do more collaborations um, with people and and be more into production and everything. So yeah, so like in producing this record, I had Sam Barsh, the great Sam Barsh, who's a Grammy Award winning songwriter and a tremendous improviser, uh, jazz imp- pianist, uh, improviser as well. So, um, you know, in producing this album with him, that really, you know, really was inspiring for me to be able to do more with, uh, producing projects and, and writing and, and also performing my own projects too. So kind of, you know, having, having different projects where I have different duties of production, composing and, and playing. And speaking of which, um, if you would please tell our listeners some of the future projects that you're working on currently and some of your performance that you might have upcoming. Well, yeah, well, I have um, Eclectic Excursions that just came out, so I'm promoting that album now. Uh, and I will be performing at the Jazz Standard on August 19th uh, in New York. Um, I'll be performing there for uh, the Brunt set, and then I'm performing at the Festival of New Trumpet Music September 10th um, in uh, New York at the Jazz Gallery. And then just uh, uh, in the process of trying to schedule tours as well for the fall and winter. So, uh, But yeah, just pushing Eclectic Excursions. And, and I want to record my next album in May of next year and uh, want to release that the winter of, of um, 2019. Yeah, wow, time is flying. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so 2019, like the middle of 2019, I'll be working on my second album. So. Wonderful, wonderful. My, my last question to you has to go to the youth in terms of, you know, the young players out there that are, you know, just becoming familiar with their instruments and, you know, just starting out and maybe even, you know, um, performing in bands and things of that nature. What would be your message to to them? Uh, my message is to know your history. Uh, that's important. If you're going to play an instrument, if you're going to want learn how to paint, if you want to learn how to act or direct, if you want to learn how to... Um, how to uh, dance as well, if you want to learn how to design, uh, if you want to learn how to do any of those things, you must learn your history. That is key and essential because especially if you want to be a musician, you must 
go back to the in time and listen to all the the greats uh, of different genres. As I mentioned with with Western European music, you have to know Bach. You have to study the Bach chorales, and you have to listen to Beethoven symphonies. You have to listen to Mahler symphonies, like all of all of that great music. And then, yeah, if you want to improvise, you have to listen to to the greats like King Oliver and Jelly Roll Morton and, and Louis Armstrong, the originators of improv of jazz improvisation. And you have to also listen to world music as well, you know, world music to gain an idea because uh, around the world that it's all expression, you know, but it's, of course, the music is, is the aesthetic and timbre is different and the instruments are different. So you have to learn um, what those instruments are and listen to those instruments. So I think it's important for young musicians like whatever you want to do just listen to the greats and learn and and take advantage of youtube that's the great thing about youtube i didn't have that when i was growing up with youtube you can look at these greats you can go to any video and then you can also listen to recordings on youtube they have the full recordings right there it's like a library all for free so take advantage of of the modern technology that you have instead of being closed-minded to it and just being you know on social media and doing that just use inter- use the internet and use uh, on the online um, tools to be able to study your history. So I think number one and most important is to study your history. Um, and that's not just artistic history, but your own history, you know, like all the, and all the, all the great um, uh, revolutionary uh, black artists and black writers and, and, and black uh activists and and social uh commentators and everything so it's about you you have to be a thirst for knowledge of your history that's the one thing that's important that's vital and it's essential because if you don't know your history you don't know where you're going great advice that's great advice it it actually generates some some other questions that i'd like to ask you before we before we wrap up nabate what inspires you in terms of your writing because you just mentioned a whole lot of different things uh that could go into uh shaping one's uh development and in terms of what inspires them to write and create music so i'm sorry the last part of your question i didn't hear i'm sorry oh no so so basically what inspires your writing what what basically helps you to sit down and create music from nothing well i would yeah, that's that's a great question. Melody always. I always start with melody. The melody drives everything, or rhythmic motif, um, one of the two, and and I make sure that's like the skeleton, and then you know the skin and and the organs and uh, and uh, the the system, the circulatory system is all set up after that. But but my my skeleton is basically a, a rhythmic motif, uh, or and or a melody. Uh, and then I go from there. So that's what inspires me creating creating something, creating something from from uh, from from birth. I wouldn't say from nothing, but from birth. Certainly. So with eclectic excursions, how can people uh, get get a hold of your your material, your access your your work? Yes. Well, they can go on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, where whichever um, music streaming services there are. Eclectic Excursions is now available on those platforms. Also, CDs uh, will be for sale soon. And I have my website that's currently under construction now, uh, which will be debuting uh, in about uh, in 
in early to mid-August. So then CDs would be sold uh, through the website as well as Amazon too. So, but um, now, yeah, digital is the way to go. Just to, if you want to hear the music quickly, you can download it quickly. Wonderful, wonderful. My guest today has been the Batai Isles. He's a jazz and hip-hop trumpeter. He has a new release called Eclectic Excursions. Uh, as he's mentioned, how you can access it. Nabate, we wish you continued success in your musical journey. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Nabate Al's album, Eclectic Excursions, is currently available on all digital platforms. 52 Conversations is a production of More About You. Join us next time.